Why, hello, and welcome back to Coworked, the podcast where I, TJ Marchbank, your host, sit down and talk to people I used to work with, because you might not know who I am, but I guarantee you know who I've worked with. Welcome back for episode two. Very excited to have you all here. I'm also very excited about my guest today, so I'm just going to jump right into it. She's also a former BuzzFeeder. We worked together quite a bit while we were both there. She's a very talented director, producer, actor. She's also one of the funniest people I've ever met, and she's written a book about mental health. It gives me so much pleasure to introduce Kelsey Dara. Shaking. I've been good. I mean, dadding. Just dadding. How many you got now? Five? Like, what, what are we at? Two, and we're done. Two, and we're done. We're done. How old is the new one? The new one is uh, Veda. We could call her by her name. Uh, <laughs> Veda, my daughter, she is one and a half plus. She's going to be two in November, so very oh close God. to two. And Silas is four now. Holy shit. Yeah, he'll be five in December. You have like teenagers. What the fuck? Yeah, they're basically going to college. But no, it's it's been great. It's a lot. Yeah. My best friend just had her second and uh-huh. like six weeks ago and we went and spent time with them. They live in upstate New York in like a cabin in the woods. Yeah. Panini baby and Panini moves. Mm-hmm. And it's different to have two. Let me tell you, it's different. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is the best birth control I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't regret any decision. No, of course. That I made. Of course. I'm very happy that I got snipped and we're done. <laughs> Dog. Like, oh, and how's Kate? Kate is great. Yeah. Kate's loving it. Yeah. We were just out this morning marching with, with the SAG striking. strike. Yeah. We were striking this oh, morning. God. So, yeah. yeah such a fucking Tough mess. time. It's a revolution. A change is a coming. We support it, it. I mean, the last time that both unions striked to, at the same time was 1960. 1960. Yeah. 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 So it's about it's fucking crazy. time. Like, uh-huh. that's just like, can we do this with the amendments too? Like, right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like just every, every now 50 and then. years, yeah. Yeah. we should just Let's do, do a that. little refresher, a little yeah. rebuffer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like we should do that with some of the, not some, just the Supreme Court justices we should just cycle out as well, you know? <laughs> Not a lifetime like, term. Just like, hey, you know what? Yes. You each get like 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. There you go. And be and then, your best for 10 years and then go retire somewhere get out. far, far away. Then get out. Island. Get yeah. the fuck out and leave people alone that don't have anything to fucking do with you. God. How about that? Speak on it. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Kelsey. It's Duh. also just so fucking good to see you. I like, know. It's been so fucking long. I know. Um, and that's the thing when you were like, oh, who would talk to me? I'm like, you are in good graces with all of Hollywood. What do you mean? Like anyone would talk to you. All of Hollywood. Yes, all of Hollywood. <laughs> even the bad guys. No. Yeah, even the bad guys. We worked together at BuzzFeed. That's how we met. Yes, we did. Do you yes. remember when we first worked together and or met? Okay, I use this for everybody. Like if I was still drinking, then absolutely not. I, I'm still hearing stories about myself that I'm like, I did that. So, but I, I can tell you, I don't remember the specific moment, but I 100% remember meeting your aura and your presence there. Like you had the fucking tool belt and the multi-tool and the hat. And like, normally everybody hates ADs because I had worked in the industry for a while and everyone's always like, this fucking guy is always Russian. He's always got a fake smile. Wait, it sounded like I said Russian as in like the country. I mean, yeah. rushing. Rushing. He's always <laughs> fucking Russian. Russian. He's always Russian. Um, and they're always fake smiling. They're always fake. Nice to get people to do their jobs. And I just remember like everyone genuinely liked you mm-hmm. and everyone actually wanted you on their projects. It was like you were a cherry on top of efficiency. So I'm sure that it was a BuzzFeed video that you were either shooting or directing. Do you yeah. remember? Okay. So I remember th- this one. You're not going to remember for no. sure, <laughs> but I remember when we first met, like, not in like a, hi, I'm TJ. Hi, I'm Kelsey. Just like when we first kind of like bumped into each other. Then I remember oh. when we like officially like did the intro. And then I remember when we first worked together. 
because I'm okay, a weird me. memory person. I love um, this. The first time we actually like bumped into each other, it was in a, a Friday morning. There were Friday bagels out. It was mm-hmm. at DeLong Prey. Oh, yeah. Classic. We were both in the bagel line Hell yeah. at the same time. Oh, yeah. And you were in front of me and you're like looking and you go, oh, there's so many choices. And I just like made a stupid dad joke. I was like, take them all. Nobody's going to notice. And you're like, I literally might just cut up. And you literally did just cut up like pieces <laughs> of a bunch of different bagels and then walk away. And you were just like, and you just kind of like looked at me like in like a cheers That's kind of way. And then so went back. I think, embarrassing. You, I think you were still an intern at the time. I don't oh, even for know. For sure. It's not like I was a starving intern either. I think right. I genuinely was just like, hell yeah, carbs, let's go. It was, it was amazing. And I was just like, I don't know who that was, but I love that person. It was so good. And then the, the we, Friday bagels were everything, man. Man, Friday bagels. It was great. And everybody yeah. got mad when we got Friday donuts. And I was just like, we had to fight, man. We had to, we had fight. to fight. Yeah. yeah. And there weren't enough bubbles in our champagne either. Uh, then when we officially like did the intros was... DeLong Prey did like a thing where we did like out on the lawn. We did movies. They projected. Oh, like, yeah. Movie, and uh-huh. there was a clue- we did a clueless one with like a 90. 90- everybody dressed up like a 90s theme and we did a clueless one. And Kate uh-huh. came with me to see uh-huh. it. And she and saw you. Kate. You knew my wife because you all did UCB, I think, together. Yes. Improv. Yeah. Yeah. And Classic. so, yeah. And so she ran into you like at, at a food truck line or whatever. And so you yeah. guys got to talking and Kate was like, oh, I'm my husband is TJ. Cause you're like, why are you here? And you're like, who's TJ? And then like, that was this weird the fun moment. introduction between the two of us. Yeah. I've known Kate longer than I've known you, which is crazy. I know. And it's funny that you say that because then when we officially worked together. Yeah. Which was the which so weird that the first time we actually were ever on set together for as long as we had worked together was we were shooting one of the you do you's either you do you or you do too and you okay. were like an interviewer uh huh and you just sat down we did this like interview setup and you were on set and we were chatting and you said while we were there she was like it's so weird that you and I have not worked together yet and I know your wife and yes. I've known your wife longer than I've known you. Yes, I and it was like very funny. And then like much later, we did. The, we am I doing million. this right? We did. Yeah. like Yeah, we traveled together doing shit. Yes. Like we did the, the we went to Eureka, California for oh like that mystery. God. We did. a. We were the first pilot that ended up being like a bit a long sizzle that sold in like BuzzFeed's history. And yeah. the, it was like for a true crime show, which is hilarious because my life could have ended up in a very different direction. Like 2016 was the pinnacle of true crime girlies. Like now that you see, and the networks are only buying true crime with a twist. Like, it's very funny to think if that show would have gone through like where our careers would have been, but I'm so also grateful because murder and stuff like that, it's too much anxiety for me. It's so <laughs> like much, you were with ghosts and demons. Like, I'm good. The more and more I worked on Unsolved, the less and less I believed in it. I was on the fence when I started. <laughs> and then like the more like cold ass, like dead of winter on the East Coast <laughs> in abandoned buildings where it's colder inside than it is outside. Oh, no, 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 and no. I'm like seeing my breath like while we're standing no, in this no, dark no. room talking to air. Like I was just like, <laughs> this is ridiculous yeah but it's not like i took you any any better i took you to like the woods i took you to like uh camping i like didn't i take you did you come to florida i didn't go to florida with you because they took me off of you do you because quinta Yes. Apparently, this is what's funny is you I were found, a hot. Come on, my guy. I found this you. out years after I I was laid off from BuzzFeed. There was a bidding war apparently yes, for me. Correct. Between, am I doing this right? Uh huh. Uh, up for adoption for Quinta and unfortunately uh-huh. Ashley. Yes. I did not know this. Oh, I was I just told you that. I just made the call or like got the call and was like, "Hey, you're gonna be on." Um, up for adoption with Quinta. And I was like, okay. Which made so much sense, like perfect sense. Like you yeah. scripted, like you were the guy to do it. And like, yeah, you were a hot commod. I told you it, your aura it, was, was one. So Which that, you saying that makes me feel better because that I worked with a lot of first ADs on both sides of the camera where I so you know. just fucking hated. Yeah, I I seconded for ADs that were goddamn tyrants. And it like gave me, I was like that, I never if I ever that. get a chance to run a set, that is not what I'm doing. Exactly. I'm not going to bring that vibe because no. like, 
You were a goddamn delight. We're all there to make a goddamn movie or a show or a vi whatever, vi like, fun video. Like, why do we need... Yes, we should stay on schedule. Yes, we should make our day. But why do we need to bring, like, extra stress into it and just, like, make the vibe, <laughs> like, You know what so else it is? Awful. It's like, I, a lot of times in traditional or, like, linear projects, you're working with strangers. Like, you're a crew hired. Maybe if you're lucky, you, you get hired, like, as a crew. But, like oftentimes you're not friends and mm -hmm. I think uh, what what was really cool about BuzzFeed was like we were all friends and like you respect a person more when you're like you know god forbid getting yelled at or like being told to go somewhere and do something when you're like ah all right it, yeah like I respect this person because they're my friend and you know if people wanted to like hang out after and during the shoot it wasn't just like we were all there to collect a check or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was, you know, the end maybe I don't until know. the, well, that was the thing. It was all the moves and the continuous separation that became as the company grew because I, don't, I know it. Kate, Kate Peterman was telling me when, when she and Garrick joined, cause they got hired like on a temporary basis mm -hmm. before full time, right before we moved out of DeLong Prey and went to Siren. Yeah. Um, and experiences, I different, bet. different experience. And, and she was like, I remember there were like, people would stay like, we'd either go to like Davy Wayne's or mm -hmm. we would stay at the office and just like hang out party. and yeah. party. And that was, that was just the vibe. But then that started to go away when we moved to siren. Cause we were all so separated. separated. Yeah. Different and, floors. Yeah. And it just kept, it just kept happening with ever, every growth. Like yeah. it was just and very, like the initiatives were changing and like who we were as a studio was changing. Like it was bound, nothing good lasts forever. You know, we were there during the heyday. We, we were, really were. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such a great, it, that, that was such a great experience. And yeah, at the very end, I mean, when I got laid off, I had already, Kate had just given birth to Silas. Oh, and I we already had this discussion that I was kind of on my way out anyway. And I was like, but, you know, we just had a baby. I'm going to give it another year. And during that year, yeah. I'll like work up my freelance contracts. I will have my life set up. So when I yeah. leave, we're good. And then a month and a half after she gave birth to Silas on my birthday, I get a call. <gasps> that I'm laid off. Oh, what year was this? Which, which layoff that was, was this? 20. Well, it would have been January of 2019. The big, like, okay, like where they laid yeah. off like a quarter Everybody, of the company. Yeah. There yeah. was like a big one when I was still there. And then mm -hmm. the 2019 was like the next big. Yeah. 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 You yeah. had like, you were already had gone, left. Had just gone. left by that point. But yeah, that one is like, I was gone with that. Cantor was gone with that. Um, who else? I mean, like oh, so many people. Eli Cantor, was safe. I'm still friends. Cantor's still one of my best friends. We chat. No, all I know. The time. <laughs> I, know. Still, I, I couldn't let that motherfucker go. I was like, your anxiety and my anxiety, like, love each other. Just don't leave me ever. I mean, it's you guys are make like one incredible team <laughs> on and off like a set. Like you guys are just very uh, you're fun to hang have? out with. Yeah. I mean, I remember. Oh God, Kate, what did Kate, we do? Kate and I talked about Kate Peterman and I talked about this. So there was an episode of adult shit oh God, that one? we shot and it was you and Kate, obviously me and Cantor, because there was like the four of us that would shoot those. That's where coat stove coleslaw oh, and toads came oh from. Oh my God, you're right. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I forget who, I think it was Brendan Dahl was our intern for that. And we finished shooting very early. Oh my God. And we were like, let's just go, this. let's just go you know, eat. And so we went to like 33 taps to eat and we had a couple beers or whatever. And then you were like, we're going to go to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> and we're like, we're not going to do that. And you're like, I already called the lift. And you literally, you paid for the lift. We got to Dave and Buster's. You bought everybody power cards. <laughs> That is the most me that I still do that, TJ. I still force people to go to Dave and Buster's and I, I'm like, power cards are bought. Everybody, let's go. Like, I have a sick addiction. It's not okay. I force people to like go along with my gambling habit or whatever I have with my like childlike wonder there. It taps into some inner child for it me. Was, it was so much fun. We basically closed the place down. Blacked out drunk. It was on a Tuesday fucking night. <laughs> didn't you leave early too? No, I didn't I leave early. I left with you, you guys. Didn't... Oh, I, you guys thought I left because I got, I was very intoxicated and I got like roped into like a really good game. Game. Of. And we were like, where the fuck is Tosh? I was, 
doing Fruit Ninja, which like they have the big Fruit Ninja where you use your hand. And oh, I, I know played it. that for like 90 minutes and you all thought I left. And then I just showed up at the bar because you were all sitting there and you were like, we thought you left. Dude, the amount, that's what I'm talking about when I say the friendship was there. Like we had, whether we liked it or not, we all had these shared wild experiences and it didn't help that we were all in our 20s. We were all hot. We were all talented. We all had like limitless energy. We were all high off each other's creativity. Like it really was just a perfect store. You did. You don't see that anywhere else now. No. You know, like all these digital, nothing has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It was a totally different vibe, a totally different time. But it was such a what a fucking great experience. Like it was <sighs> like it was like you said, at the end, it was kind of rough. But the the heyday, the glory day of working at BuzzFeed was so much fun. Yeah. And like how cool to be able to like have that experience and talk about that. Like, yeah. look back at that where we closed out Dave and Buster's on a Tuesday night. <laughs> that is not, that is probably not the only time that that's happened with me. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is a core trait of mine that I should talk about in therapy. But God, when like, there's nothing but laughter when I like think back on that time really yeah. like it really was you like you said not enough bubbles in our champagne <laughs> and that's a quote i i steal from kevin mcshane all the time because of course kevin mcshane says that says is that. he in new york where is he now yeah he's in new york and he the most recent buzzfeed layoff he was part of it so right, yeah, he saw. just got laid off he was there when it was like they were their office was like a house that's that's what i've been you know i don't know if you heard but i've been uh directing the docu-series about BuzzFeed. Oh, and oh so, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> okay, good. Because, uh, like, going through that history of, like, them in the house in the hills where it was, like, five of them on a couch and, yeah. like, being like, okay, what is this? What are we doing? I don't know, but we work for this company out of New York and we're going to, like, make things. And just to see the trajectory of growth, like, what a success in, in my eyes, even, yeah. you know, with what it is today. Like, whew. Yeah. One of a it's, kind. Yeah, it's crazy. And you don't you don't see that. Ha like, I feel like also people want to become they want their thing to be so big, so quick that they like get a little money and then they get out. They, they fuck it get up. The, yeah, they get the big yeah. office and they get it's like but then they fuck it up because it just like crashes and burns. Um, all right. You brought it up. Let's talk about the documentary. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's I this is so fun because it's what a meta experience. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, it's been like, I think one of the hardest or not even like hardest, but just one of the like biggest stumps in my career and my identity was after leaving BuzzFeed full time in 2018, I naturally got into unscripted storytelling. Like I still, you know, that's what I was doing at BuzzFeed. That's what I was yeah. either. I was in front of the camera as talent on it or you know, making stuff that was unscripted. And I was like, still so determined that I could be in the scripted world that like, to admit that I was a doc producer and mm -hmm. creator, and then to even step further into like, I'm a doc director, like just never crossed my mind in a million years that that's what I would end up doing in this industry. I thought I was going to be like a Jennifer Lawrence. Then I was like, no, I'm going to be an Amy Schumer. And then I was like, no, I'm going to be a Chelsea. Hand. And like, none of that ever fell under that umbrella. But when you look at it, it kind of makes perfect fucking sense from what we were doing at BuzzFeed to like where I am now. And yeah. with the power of social media and like the reach that I had built at BuzzFeed, I was like, okay, likes and views and all that shit is really cool. But like, how do you sleep with yourself at night? Like how, what have you actually done to impact the world? And when I look back on the content that I had made that meant the most to me, it was all stuff that had sort of this more like personal social justice -y angle um, usually under like women's content or whatever taboo subject matter. And so it kind of naturally made sense when I started producing docs and it coincided with the pandemic. And so mm -hmm. I had like, you know, started my podcast. I was working with the try guys podcast. And then I was like, God, I really fucking miss like filming. I miss, I like being on camera. I did two seasons of a TV show. I was, you know, in people's YouTube videos all the time, but I really missed creating, like being the storyteller behind something. And so I actually produced two docs 
prior to the BuzzFeed one. And one is at LeBron James's company at Spring Hill Productions. That's like a social justice case. Nice. And the second one actually is going to premiere on A&E in September. And that's like my first feature doc direction. And that one I did during the pandemic. And that's also a social justice case. So I had done these two like really heavy court drama cases. And I was just like, I love this, but I am so sad. Yeah. <laughs> like the social justice system is fucked up corporation like our our prison system is fucked up like everything's just fucked up and i yeah. was like okay i can make something that can change people's minds and and can be enlightening and have a happy ending but like i felt like i needed something fun and so in 2020 i started putting together a pitch of just like the heydays of buzzfeed and i sent it to my agents and they're like wait for these other things you do to come out and sell like you have too many things that you haven't sold like shut up and just like make something that's successful for once kind of thing <laughs> and then in 2021 or 2022 i can't remember which year i think it was 2022 uh we saw what happened with the try guys and we saw the way the conversation just blew up mm -hmm. and I had seen the way, again, social media had taken this story and ran with it for like six fucking weeks. And I tap, tap, tap my ages on the shoulder. I was like, hey, motherfuckers, remember when I made that thing? And you told me like, wait, and there was like no reason to like have it and shop it. And so when studios started to get whiff of an idea of like, let's talk about the BuzzFeed days, I already had this like prepackaged deck and story and connections like ready to go yeah. and so it almost felt like the timing was right it was like perfect because enough time had passed where we all had left you know everyone is doing other things now big things and the companies like buzzfeed you know the the voxes the vices the gawkers all of these things had collapsed or bankrupt and yet buzzfeed is still standing mm -hmm. and the more we started to like pitch it around I got that like same feeling again of like being at BuzzFeed where I was like, I get to call my old friends. I get to like interview people that I used to work with and like get their real story finally on record. And so we like fun, we got funding for a sizzle and we've shopped it around and we are like this close to having a home. So I hope by the time this episode comes out, we'll get to like scream it from the rooftops of where it is. Yeah. But it, it's in a way like so meta that everything I learned at Buzzfeed, I am now using in these rooms and in these edit bays and in these conversations with people where it was like, oh, now I get, it just makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like too, I wasn't, you know, the Quinta or the Try Guys, but I was close enough to be like, I can tell you what that era was like, Yeah, but I'm also, I'm perfectly neutral enough to tell this story, which you have to have that neutrality in doc filmmaking because yeah. it's very easy to get emotional and sucked into the greats or the money or like the horror and stuff. So it's been a really interesting balance too of like, maybe I'm like too trustworthy of people also, yeah. but like, I'm just eating it all up. I'm just like soaking it all in and it's yeah. so fun. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, is this the same thing? Is Ella on this or is Ella doing a different one? No, she okay. I hired her as a producer. Her That's amazing. And Sam Stryker and a couple other people that like, I don't know if they're allowed to say they're on it because they have other jobs, but all, like it's all friends. Yeah. And then when we were shooting the sizzle, I got to hire a bunch of people like I hired Cantor to direct it and like, well, shoot it. And like, yeah, you know, it, it's been so fun to like work with friends again it's exactly yeah. the same thing where you're like oh yeah i only want to do this with people i like and know that they can do the job really well yeah wow yeah. that's so cool that's that i mean what an incredible idea for one mm. and a, a great approach to it because you're right like the wrong kind of person would turn it into like a tell-all or like yeah. you know like Expose. let me you know, yeah it's just yeah. like and it, it's you know it's no. Was BuzzFeed perfect? No, of course not. No company is. There was some like shitty things, but like to be able to tell it, like you said, from a neutral point of view, 
is such a great way to approach something like that. And yeah. on top of that, being able to reconnect with old friends, old yeah. co-workers and get that like glory day feeling. Exactly. Back. And like, don't get me wrong. Some people that we talked to were like, I want nothing to do with this. It was like trauma for me. I have no interest in coming back. And then, you know, even Jonah, who we have for it was like, Listen, any restaurant that claims to be five stars is lying. We have to answer to some questions like I'm not going to shy away from the shit that has happened. And like he'll you know, he's said it himself a million times that like he knows where we have faltered, where we fucked up. And like, I think that's really important to not only from him, but the higher ups to hear where mistakes were made, to hear where like apologies are needed and really give back the power to the people who felt maybe like voiceless or shut down by a corporation at the time that was so like all powerful and you wouldn't want to fuck with. There was so much like that was the first problem was like figuring out what story are we telling? Like you've got news, you've got edit, you've got video, you have the corporate drama, you have the interpersonal office politics. Like there was so fucking much to cover and I had originally pitched it as a series. And then our first financier was like, this has to be a feature. And I went, okay, if it has to be a feature, we'll make it a feature. And then financier dropped out because he couldn't write the check. And we went, this was the best thing that ever happened because now we get to make it back into what we want it to be. And I think that's also just what's happening on networks right now is like, you're seeing more like four episode series, like limited series pop up. You're seeing mm -hmm. corporate dramas with a twist pop up. You're seeing these like sort of rise and, you know, X fall boom bust murder stories everywhere. And so it seems like the right time where it's like, we're far enough away from it to where people are going to be like, Oh shit, I'm going to stay because this was like nostalgia. This was identity for me, mm -hmm. but also like, Oh shit, I'm learning a lot that I didn't know at the time and moving forward. Like, how do I, interpret this information for creators or for content. And like, I think that's been the most fascinating part. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. From my perspective of just being someone who worked there and knew and saw the changes happen, I'm excited to see like other people's stories because I have stories, but oh, that's the thing, right? It's like, <laughs> once we get the green light, like everyone, like I'm just going to host a giant like sleepover slumber party, get together and be like, all right, everybody kumbaya and let's talk. Like, let's figure it out. Yeah, we've been, we've basically it's been strategic, right? Because in doc filmmaking, you have to be smart with your sources. So like, I know I can save my friends for the last pieces. Like you have to kind of collect these chess pieces first and mm -hmm. then play the game very strategically. And that's been for all my docs, which yeah. have been dealing with like legal systems where you're like, oh, I could get fucking sued <laughs> if I don't do this correctly. And I'm like, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't even go to journalism school. Like, I should not be in charge of this part of the program. But <laughs> it's been so fun. And if I can't do the scripted thing, which I'm still, you know, I still have a couple scripts and like friends that I'm working on projects with. But like, if I can't do the scripted thing, then like this is, is by far the most fun I'm still having Yeah, in work and feel so lucky that we're even like this far. Like, I mean, yeah. look at our fucking friends too, like Kristen King and like Garrick, who I get to be with like every day of the week. Mm -hmm. And like Kate, like you just get to see people. It's so yeah. fucking I mean, cool. The fact that Quinta like owns the business right now is <laughs> like. Hello, but but that's also thing, not like, surprising at all. Not we all knew. Yes, yeah. she yeah. ran BuzzFeed <laughs> when she was there. You know what I mean? Like we all fucking knew. And I think that that's what's really cool is like we weirdly had our own studio system. And now that we've all kind of like sprawled out, any of us could go work anywhere because all of us ended up somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's very like no, no BuzzFeeder left behind. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because it is true because at any moment, any of us who worked very closely together, like if someone needed help with something or somebody needed this person on set, either we would be there ourselves to do it or yeah. we will hook them up. For, and if that's you need me thing. to come hold a boom, I would still do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that's, that's the thing. It's like I, and I've told Cantor, um, can, the amount of times Cantor has borrowed my film equipment and um, I'm still waiting for him to give me my knuckle for my C-stand back. Uh, Shut up. Oh yeah, my God. He's, he stole it. 
I'm, I, think it, I think he's holding it. I think he's holding it hostage. Uh, All right, we'll but no, like you know, anytime that they that he or Henry or anybody like needs something like I'm there. You know, I don't I try not to first AD anymore because I'm trying to like branch off and do my own thing. But like you need you need a first AD. I can hook you up. You need gear and want to use some of my shit. Like I'm happy to that's like so help. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Anybody to do that. And that's. You know, but and that's, that's what it's about too. Yeah. Like, God, going back to just like the onus of this podcast is like that's you never know who is going to be your boss one day, who's going to need your help, whose help you're going to need. And like, mm-hmm. I think that was the magic of BuzzFeed was that we all the people that like were outsiders that didn't last long there. It was for a reason, like whether it was because they were too big for that place or like you know, they were more technically savvy and needed to like make their first feature or whatever. It all made sense that we were there at that time. And none of us believe we're like too big to help a friend out or like right. hold a boom or whatever. Like, yeah, that's that's also just I wish more people in the industry would be like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was very much like the old school studio system exactly. way back in the days of Hollywood were like when you worked for Paramount, you worked for Paramount. When you, you worked for yeah. Warner Brothers, you worked for Warner Brothers. So you worked with the same people over and over and over mm-hmm. again. It was a very like core group mm-hmm. and you don't do that anymore. Like everybody's freelance. Like, yes, of course the studios have certain people that they call on and you have contracts and whatnot, but you know, it's There's not no, like it's, salaried. Like, yeah, positions it's like not that the anymore. same yeah. thing anymore, you know, so it's 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 all different and spread out and you're working with strangers every day yeah. uh, as opposed to coming to uh, the same place mm-hmm. and working with the same people on something completely new yeah. and standing on set going, is this going to be a thing? I don't is know. This work? But, is this work? But we're having a blast doing it. So God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You're so right. Like. I just always knew if it was ever going to be like me use stove and coat, like it was going to be like pissing our pants kind of day. And like whatever poor interns got stuck with us, like I know. just a hoot and a half. And like, God, what a what a power team. And it was a bummer that like BuzzFeed couldn't pull off scripted at that time because we were really supposed to be like there. We were supposed to be their thing for so many things. I think yeah. that was like the the problem is that we were trying to be too many things to too many people at once. They also tried to take, you know, they had when they hired me because I didn't do like any intern or fellowship. They hired mm-hmm. me directly as like, a, you know, a per- my official title at first was production assistant, but not like PA. Like I assisted the production because <laughs> I did yeah, everything. Exactly. And but that was for the scripted department. And so they had right. a thing. Right. But then they took that. They were like, we're not going to do scripted anymore. After a while, we're only going to focus on unscripted. But along the way, every single person tried to do their little scripted. take of a scripted thing. And they were like, oh, well, maybe we'll try it again. It's like, well, you never really tried it in the first place and you never really gave it an opportunity i look now even still at like no streaming platform that a digital company made has survived you know like quibi go night none of that survived Mm -hmm. no one is watching series on youtube really like i really am like well i don't think it worked for digital as a whole like yes there were those anomaly web series that popped through and like became bigger things but it was always the end goal was to sell or become linear whereas like you know, even now I'm like, where does anyone watch scripted? And it's movies and streamers still, still, still. still. And I feel like if BuzzFeed could have like become like they're the production company that they wanted, if they focused, if they put a little more focus in that and like treated it like a real studio, but they right. didn't have the higher ups that had the studio experience. Everybody and now they do. Now yeah. they have the guys that literally came from Hollywood that are sales bros that their Mm -hmm. entire job is to like buy up IP and content and produce fund and put their name on it. And like, they, they are a different company now. Yeah. They're a totally different company now. Like literally they bought a company and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) became that. And yeah, you know, I got to go like follow Jonah around um, complex con earlier or at the end of last year. And just to be like, Oh my God, this is a completely different endeavor and environment it was so interesting and fun to see yeah wow yeah. let's talk about you oh okay let's talk <laughs> about you uh so you grew up in florida yes i did and how was that and that's not a political question <laughs> <laughs> okay well i always like to start with the caveat that i was technically born in los angeles oh so i didn't know that i was technically born company of mary hospital redondo beach i had a couple years as a baby here 
And then my family was like, let's go to Florida where they didn't fucking know they were basically putting us into a reality television show of a life where drugs were a plenty pastures were a many and the heat made you do weird fucking shit. But I was talking about this with one of my pals last night because he and I are both, we went to high school together and he's out here as a director doing so well. It was like, we are actually really grateful that we got that out of our systems early Mm -hmm. because now like we're both sober from alcohol and like doing things with our lives. And we're like, man, had we not had that upbringing of just chaos, we wouldn't have been able to like hone in on our craft and focus. Like we both were, the like sort of leads of our television production years and he was older than me. And so I think we were lucky in that sense that we had the arts among us. Yeah. But I sometimes wonder like, God, I wish I would have grown up in LA or like in New York city where I could have gone to like an arts high school and maybe done like theater longer, you know, like the stuff, you know? Yeah. But I think in a way everything happened the way it was supposed to be. And I've been here now 13, coming up on 14 years. So like this home, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. When you were growing up, is that where kind of like the love of performance and creation and artistry happened? Oh, yeah. I always say I was like the youngest child with parents who worked full time. I was like raised by a nanny, so I didn't get any attention. So I was like constantly seeking attention. And the only place I could get that was in like theater camp or like magic camp I went to magic camp and like we had a big performance and I was like oh this is what I'm supposed to do you know like yeah. be in front of people and then did musical theater in high school and the tv productions and then I thought okay I think I want to be like a journalist and then I realized you have to be in school to be a journalist and I was like I hate that I don't want to do that mm-hmm. so I went to like New York Film Academy which was like school yeah. uh and out here that- or in Florida because they have one in Florida in New right? York yeah they oh, did they have do- one okay. in Florida yeah, in Orlando yeah. I think yeah um I even tried to go to college at Auburn University in Alabama for a couple semesters. I was like, absolutely not. I do too many drugs. I'm too gay. And then I moved to New York City and I was like, this is my people. Yeah. But it was too cold. So that's how L.A. came in the picture. And it was perfect. And like, you know, just will never leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I love L.A. Uh, I love hate relationship with L.A. for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I but I love it. Um. Just as a side note, I want to say about mm. you, because mm. um, I have seen you uh, as a creator and a producer and and directing and all that stuff. And you're obviously amazing at that. <laughs> but I have also <laughs> seen you as a performer and an actress. I mean, one, you're funny as fucking hell. Like, like, ah, you're so fucking funny. I know. But you also, you are so good with drama as well like you really know how to like you are such a great performer you have a nuance to your performance that i have not seen in a lot of people Um, and on top of that you also you also have a very good singing voice so because you (laughs) you you will say you 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 know because you come from the background of like the theater you know that like we can't help it musical theater you gotta sing you gotta sing you gotta sing bro yeah it's funny one day you and i will have a duet together Um, oh my god let's go to a karaoke bar and make it happen i'm down i'm down okay perfect uh but yeah that's That's i just wanted to point that out that like you you're such a great i hope that and like all the stuff that you're doing right now is is amazing and and telling these stories is important Mm. and and i don't want to take away from that at all but i hope that your want to do narrative will yeah, swing back around and not too. only like to direct and, and write, but also to perform in it. And that's, I would love that. Cause you, you are a very talented Thank person, you. like just through I and gotcha. through. Yeah. I, my goal is that like one of our friends is going to make a show and be like, you have to be in that. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. my goal. And I'm sure yeah. it's going to be one of us soon. Well, there's a there's a short film that I wrote that Shane and I have been toying around with for a long time that like we were Shane came to me one time we were shooting at this weird place for a watcher shoot um, downtown. And it's such a like the it's like the Hungarian Cultural Center, but it's very I don't know. It's kind of like gothic like yeah but but it's also kind of like clubby and it's very weird Ooh, but it's yeah. a very interesting set and Shane is like I we need to write like a weird fucking like psychological kind of yes. short like creepy short for this space 
Um, and he, and I was like, and we need to cast like all Buzzfeeders. Oh hell that, yeah! Just to make it like fucking even weirder. And yes. he's like, yes, I think we should do that. And so like we toyed around with this silly idea of like there being like a human sacrifice, and they're just like being this weird shit. I and love that. Your name came up multiple times where I was like, <laughs> Kelsey Dara needs to be in this. Like it's so good. Uh, like anytime, man. Like yeah. I said, you call me, I'm fucking there. Any siege production, I'm in. So, well, that'll, that will happen at one point for sure. Uh, but yes, I've always that. wanted, like, you're always in my head of like people oh, that I want to use and do things with. Cause like, I also like, n- you know, not only cause you're talented, but I would love to work with you again. It's yeah. been so long since we've worked together. I know that's the, that's the stuff I miss. And like, unfortunately being an independent creator during the pandemic, it was like, I, I just missed people. I just yeah. missed set. Like, it just wasn't the same. And I think now that we're like coming out the other side and well, nothing is in production, but a lot of non-union stuff can still go forward. I think like people really are even like my friends in New York, like they're slowly crawling back to the city because they want that collaboration. They want that that vibe again. And yeah. I'm really anxious to see what happens with like our economy and yeah. our like storytelling and what we're going to do. It's, yeah. I'm I'm ready for a change. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. Um, so what eventually led you to like being online content? Was it like just getting the job at BuzzFeed, or no. you were there was there you did like stuff yeah. before that, right? Yeah, I was doing um a lot of like improv and sketch classes around Hollywood because I thought like the dream was to be on like SNL or something or just mm-hmm. in comedy, and part of doing those classes and stuff is you're like, all right, well, we could actually make this. And there's this little thing called YouTube and you don't need a manager or an agent or like anything like equipment wise actually to make these things. And so I was so lucky enough that a couple of my friends from the New York Film Academy, we put this sketch together that went viral before like the word viral was a thing. It was 2010 and it was a sketch called shit girlfriend say, which is like, a oh, yeah. 13 year throwback at this point yeah and I still have people that will like quote it to me sometimes on the street and I'm like holy fuck like it just was one of those insane things that had that not happened I don't know that I ever would have gotten into YouTube because I probably would have continued the traditional path of auditioning and you know I I got um cast on wildin out for MTV and I remember my my manager being like you have to choose like are you gonna go do this in New York city, or are you going to like keep doing this YouTube thing? And I was like, well, how much is the contract for? And it was like a thousand dollars total for like the shoot schedule. And I remember being like, I can't give up this YouTube thing for that. Like that yeah. was the moment that I was like, I see the power in digital. Yeah. And so it wasn't long after I had like started my YouTube channel and was making sketches and videos and struggling with money and like really struggling that my manager had said something like, well, why don't you try a, a Buzzfeed thing? And I was like, Oh, what? And I had only known them as like the cat lists, which isn't even like really what it was, but that's what I thought it was. And I applied because my manager had an email to Henry, whatever his name, last name was. And okay. Goldman. I, yeah. Gold, yes. Goldman. And Henry I would Goldman? like, send him videos and he would be like stop sending me videos I am not the person that hires like stop no thank you like <laughs> stop it and I would still send him something I'd be like hey, hey, hey and so when I finally got a call back for um one of the interviews to be a an intern I had no fucking clue what I was talking about. Like, I'll, I'll never forget. Ned Fulmer was actually the one who interviewed me and he was like, okay, so do you know what like three point lighting is? And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. And he was like, what do you edit on? I'm like, final pro final (laughs) 4.0 flow. And I lied my ass off and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm getting a call back. And I did. And I lied through my teeth to get there. And like the first day, I remember the Try Guys came over and were like, they handed me a big terabyte G drive. And they're like, uh, we need you to sync four loves and just like sync footage for us today. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then I like tap Ben Coleman, who I later found out is the president's son, like the mm-hmm. president of BuzzFeed. And I was like, hey, how do you like z- make a zoom? Like, how do you zoom in on this footage? And he was like, are you kidding? And I was like, 
yes, I'm joking. And then like Google how to do it, like how to zoom in on something. It was so bad. But then I became like addicted. I was like, I see what this place can do and I will never stop. And I worked my titties off for like the first six months, just like never left the office, like slept under my desk for naps and like, I was just obsessed with it. And at that time, digital was taking off on its own. So it was kind of just like right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. And then you, then you went on to eventually be like one of the development partners. Yeah. With all of your stuff, which yeah, whatever, but, but like that, but it was, but you know, that, that was that team, that fourth floor team. Like we, you know, that was when we all found out we were going to be on this development thing, we all thought that it was like, oh, this, this is going to be it. great. It didn't turn yeah. out to be nearly as like great and amazing as yeah. we were we told that it would promise. be. Yeah. But uh, the but idea it was, was there. Yeah. But it was still fun. It was another like yeah. camaraderie, like Layer. team. We're in this together yeah. kind of thing. And that yeah. was that was pretty cool. Yeah. And it prepped um, us for like, you know, making shows. And like, I think we got that leveling up of of um like caliber of content yeah the development program yeah for sure i want to talk about your book mm. don't fucking panic <laughs> it's all all in the back that's I got awesome copies baby there you go uh what was the what was the inspiration for that and where did that all come from it's so funny because i was obsessed with the idea of writing a book mm-hmm. when i was at buzzfeed And I'll never forget, we were on a trip to New York. It was like me, Ashley, Quinta, and the Try Guys. And we were taking all these meetings to be like, we're the BuzzFeed Studios, blah, blah, blah. And we all were talking like, who do we think is going to write a book first out of all of us? And I just remember being like, we all have stories that we want to tell so bad. But I just like didn't know what mine was. And when I left full time, I had been like, okay, what are my dreams? Like pie in the sky idea. And one was to write a book. And so I had put together just this like very vague one sheet pitch about like what would a mental health book look like? Cause that's the thing I know the best. And that's the content I made that I enjoyed the most making at Buzzfeed. And the very next day, which is how I knew this was like kismet, a girl, a poet who worked at a publishing house that I was obsessed with reached out to me and was like, Hey, I have published four books here. I work for them. I think you could make something here with our audience that's incredible in like the mental health space. And I was like, yo, I just wrote a pitch about this. And I like sent it to her and like bought it in the room. She was like, yes, we want to already do something with you. So like, let's do it. Wow. And yeah, it was just so kismet like that where I was like, this has to happen. And it with the actual like creative of it, I just wrote the book that I wish I had had when I was 17, struggling through like my worst panic attacks of my life. Mm-hmm. And it had like a slow release. I had like my audience pick it up, but it was really through social media and like TikTok and the publisher putting out content about it that like blew it up. And it got this like second and third wind of people talking about it and using it that I just realized like, oh shit, this is helpful to people. (laughs) And again, kind of fell under that category of like, I never in a million trillion years thought I could ever write a book because I just am not smart enough. I didn't go to college and like, I I can't write. That's that's not true. That you're not smart enough. Fair, fair. Let me rephrase that. I don't think I was don't talk about my friend like that. people all the time that's so funny you just did it to me um but it happened and it was successful and I it was definitely one of those moments in my career where I was like it didn't necessarily make me the most money or gain me the most followers or like put a huge like hat on my name but it is easily the thing that I am like most proud of and like holy shit I can't believe I did that kind of thing Uh, yeah it's such an incredible thing because it it really does help people it's Um, wild which, but, but it's so, but it's so good. And like I, me knowing you, I mean, maybe you yeah. like from your perspective can't see it, but I'm not surprised at all. Oh. And like, mm. you always like to help people. You always mm. want to be there for someone. You're a very generous person. Mm. Like you always want to help. And so the fact that you wrote this book that does help people that people relate to mm. um, is great. I mean, even you posting about the book. Mm. And me seeing that you wrote this book about like dealing with anxiety Easy. and stress and, and yeah. all these things, it, like it made me kind of like question because I I've suffered from depression right. and anxiety my mm-hmm. entire life for the Oof. longest time. I was yeah. just like, 
I mean, even when we were at BuzzFeed, I would just like kind of put on this character of like what I what I felt like everybody wanted TJ to be. Mm. And that's who I was. And it was it was tough to to get through it. And Mm. honestly, like seeing that you wrote a book about it made me kind of like question a little bit. And I finally was able to like go to a doctor, get back into therapy and like get get on meds and like and I'm, you know, it's like. Great. It's a process. It is. Like that's it's so huge. Like you already did the thing that like 99% of people won't do, which is like the acceptance and the self-realization and like taking a really like hard self inventory and getting like reaching out for help. I always tell people is the heart like once you can cross that part, it's like a wave once you get over it. And like that's already such a commendable like huge thing i mean you're a dad you're a creative you're a husband like there's so many things that you have to be and like yeah. you can't be any of those without your own self being yeah and it's true it's like because i don't want i don't want my kids to like see you know like i mean it, they might struggle with things as they grow up but if they do i want them to be able to see that it's like okay yeah. to Face it, mental health is a taboo subject with my parents. And that's just a generational mm, thing. You know, exactly. it's not like their fault. That's a generational right. thing. And I I struggle from a thing where I am not, you know, I had dreams and hopes and whatever. Sure. And I still have great dreams and things. But like it, I am not where I wanted to be at this, which mm. is that's a thing that you have to kind of let go of. The idea of where you thought you were going to be when it's like, there's a reason why you're here in this moment. Yeah. You brought it 100%. up with just being at BuzzFeed at that time. Yeah. There's a reason why we were all there at that moment exactly and but i struggle with being able to let go of that and then that way of thinking spirals me into being like well of i'm course. a failure and of like course. and it's it's really tough and that when i get to that mental space it's hard to to pull out even like kate is like i don't know how like you tell to me how you. to help yeah. you because i don't know how to help you out of that oh, and it yeah. literally i was having a moment a couple of days ago like that and yesterday before my kids went to bed i was just like playing and wrestling with them in the living room or whatever and then put them to bed and we're sitting with Kate and I said, I just had like a total realization playing with the kids. I don't know how I could ever feel like a failure when I look uh, into the eyes of my children. Uh, there it is. And like that. And that's all that's like, if there's, n- if I get nothing else out of this life and it's just uh, the two of them, like. That's incredible. And what I, an amazing tool also yeah. now, like that realization is going to stick with you. That's one of those things. That's like one of those lines that you're going to remember about yourself in your hardest, darkest times for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. How amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. I ca- That's a I, huge step. I kind of got to give you a little credit for that <laughs> because of, no. because of, well, because no. you were taking the step and it kind of it like. I was able to find that process because like seeing you write a book Mm. and and be like open and talking about it. It's all connected, man. It's all connected. Like the world, like, oh God, you're going to get me on another tangent. I know we're almost done, so I won't. But like, it's all connected, you know? And like everything that's meant to be is already yours and whatever's meant to happen is going to, you don't even have to try. And like, what a beautiful, gorgeous moment. And like, oh, so true. Yeah. It's just, oh, cool. it was, it was incredible. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. I'll send you pictures of my kids, by the way. Please do. I know. I'm like, well, they're, they're teenagers adorable. now. So I don't yeah. even know what they look like. <laughs> they're teenagers. Yeah. I want to talk about your, your, you did a short like a couple years ago, I right? With, with, with cancer. Yes, I did. Was that like your first time doing like a directing narrative? Yes. Like you wrote it yes. as well, right? Yeah. It and was that's pretty also dark. about mental health, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty dark. It it was an idea that I had had that was like loosely based on real life and uh, took some liberties in the creative, obviously. But I had a friend, um, her name's Carly Chaikin. She's an incredible actress. A lot of people know her from Mr. Robot. Uh, She played the sister. She was also on Suburgatory. She's just what she's one of those people where when you see her, you're like, that's a face I will never forget. Like she just Mm -hmm. has a striking look and she's I've been a fan of hers forever. We got connected in 2010 back in the early YouTube days, but she's just popped off as this amazing, incredible actress. And I told her, I was like, I've had this idea for like two years. And now that the pandemic's happening, I want to do it. And I will only do it if you will be the actress because no one will be able to act what I am writing down. Like it is fucked up. It is dark. I need you to be very vulnerable. You have to be like nude. You have to 
be in the darkest mental place you will be at. And she yeah. was like, she read the script and she was like, fuck yeah, like say less, like let's go. This is so up her alley. And I got to hire our friend Freddie's boyfriend to DP it. I got mm -hmm. to hire my two friends to set deck and uh, write the score. Cantor AD'd, even though he really, really helped me step into the directing role. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I sort of like shadowed him shadowing me directing <laughs> and yeah. like yeah it was a really fun collaborative process and it got into a couple festivals like she won a couple acting awards we got to go like screen it in a big movie theater like the whole crew we went up there and like watched it at the mammoth film festival and like it was never meant to be anything more than a short which i think a lot of people don't realize like a short is usually like proof of concept for something larger mm -hmm. but I was just like that's what I wanted to make and it was fucking crazy and dark and like I learned so much and had so much fun and it was finally just like out of my brain it was like yeah. an idea I had thought about it thought about it had pitched it people were like fuck yeah let's see it and then making it and like having it be like well done by friends was like the best yeah and it was, you know, small budget, micro budget, but we, it was like, it felt really cool to yeah. just finish something and have it be like recognized. What an incredible feeling. I know that feeling of like getting something out of your room. When the pandemic first hit, I just like went into this crazy mindset and I uh, wrote down, I, I wrote five features when the pandemic hit in Jesus. like, <laughs> in like, like four months because I was just like, <laughs> like one after another, just literally oh like dumping out all of like the outlines I had on my computer for years. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just going to write them all down. Holy and shit. then like when I finished, I was like, I don't have anything left. And then went into a very deep depression where I was like, uh, well, that's where you gather all that new content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to live a little getting that feeling where it's been an idea for so long. And, and just getting like, it out into it action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such an incredible feeling I to know. do that. Like that's, I'm so glad that you had that experience. And also just goes along with my theory of like, you're really good at this. Like you're really, oh, you're just really stop. fucking good at it. I know you are. So don't you, you turn are, it on me. Don't you turn it on it's me. A good, it's a good sneaky compliment. It, it is. A, yeah, it's a good it's a good, one. it is a good one. No, that's, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you, that you did that. And, and what an incredible, again, another incredible experience with friends and, yeah, and be able to, to add it to the life list of shit. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Creating make friends stuff you is, like. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much fun. That's the takeaway from this episode is create stuff with your friends, create stuff, with your, create fucking shit with your friends. Let's make do it shit with your friends. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna we're almost done. But before I let you go, I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions <gasps> that I do okay. with everyone. Fun. You're gonna get one of the newest ones that I've added to the list. So let's do it, baby. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. What's one thing you really want to do that you haven't done yet? Um, direct a limited series for a major streamer. <laughs> wow. All right. Great. Do you prefer movies or television? Oh fuck. Um. Oh, God. Movies. Nice. Uh, and what is your favorite movie? Oh, don't do this to me. Uh, Even if so it's like right now, just currently your favorite sure. movie is this. I really like Silver Linings Playbook is probably always in my top. Uh, Goodfellas is always in my top. Yes. And um, 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 oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, th th those two. That's what I'm saying. I'm so I mean, those that. are some two great movies. Yeah. Like, look at that. And it's got a De Niro link. So I don't sure know. does. You're right. It's got to be something. <laughs> got to be something. Uh, what's your favorite curse word? Fuck. Easy. There it is. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite insult to like throw at someone or to even receive? Oh, you ready? I, I threw this at someone that yelled at me on the street the other day and I walked up to their car and I said, don't do that, you fucking cuck. And I called him a cuck. And it was just so biting. And I was like, oh, I need to say that more. You fucking cuck. Like, there's no. I was like, how embarrassing. You fucking cuck. <laughs> That's, a That's amazing. That's a great one. I love that. No kink um, shaming, but a little, you know. Yeah. What or who is your biggest inspiration? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got to go with the classic Chelsea Handler. Just really has always been kind of like my idol i remember on the plane ride to cleveland when we did am i doing this right for the dnc and the rnc because yeah. you and i sat next to well because 
you actually were like two seats, like two rows behind me, but you were like very anxious about flying. I and I it. turned around to check on you. And then the dude next to me was like, do you want to switch so you can sit next to so each other? You can other? sit next to his nut job. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, 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 that was great. But um, I remember we were talking about that. And I said to you, I was like, a hundred percent Chelsea Handler. Like, yeah, I can see you doing everything that uh, she has done. And like, just, yeah, like. What a career and, she's had. Yeah. And you do it to. even better, you know, do it better and more. Like oh I like God. really the, like a hundred percent. That's You're makes sense. Too kind. What's something you love unconditionally? My dog and cats. Yeah. You better say the cat while it's sitting on He's your lap. He's literally sitting on my lap. He's I like, know. what the fuck? He doesn't the, love me unconditionally. Like dog, if I don't yeah. fill his water bowl, he's like, I'm not talking to you for two days, but both my yeah. animals. Yeah. Yeah. And the final one, which I probably should have put this up with the movie stuff. What is your favorite movie quote? Oh, my God. My favorite movie quote. Or something you quote a lot. Holy shit. Well, it's probably got to. Okay, but let's see. This is going to be something from like a dumb one because it's that it's so quotable. But uh, like from Elf, when uh, they're like, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Anytime (laughs) I'm like saying bye to someone, if I'm like, all right, bye, buddy. And then I'll be like. Hope you find your dad. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> the probably elf is the most quotable. I love it. That's a great uh, one. That's, that's so good. good. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did this. What Thanks, a, an teach. incredible pleasure to have you on Same. and chat and talk and hear about all the amazing things that you're doing. And we're going to reconnect because yes. we got to. Yeah, we got to send so, me some kid pics, please. I will send you kid pics. We yes. will. We will make that creepy, weird human sacrifice short with Shane. In. Um. In. Say less. And I'm going to call you for all the tea and secrets for the doc. Great. Let's make it happen. Sounds good. I love it. Oh, thanks for having me, Teach. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. So that was Kelsey. I adore her so much. It was so great sitting down and catching up, but also just hearing some new things and seeing what she's working on. Uh, Speaking of which, we will keep you updated as details unfold about the BuzzFeed documentary that she is working on. Very excited about that. Also, if you haven't yet, check out her book, Don't Fucking Panic. And if you want to check out the short that she made that we talked about, it's called It's All in Your Head. And it's actually on her website, KelseyDara.com. So check that out. It is very good. As she said, it's kind of fucked up, but it is incredible. Don't miss it. Well, that's it for Cowork. Thank you so much for stopping by, and we will see you next time.